This is Soul to Soul, the show with Nessie. Sup, Soul fam, it's Nessie here. Hello, hope everyone is well. Welcome back to another episode of Soul to Soul, the show. Um, I've changed up my setup a little bit. You guys can't see because obviously this is a podcast. And to be honest, one day I will do a recording where I will do a video recording as well. But for the most, for the moment, I'm not looking that great. My hair is askew, so I'm not going to be doing that anytime soon. Um, but my new setup is basically I've got a heating. Uh, so heating fan. I've got a cooling fan for my computer, and I'll explain why um, exactly in this episode. Because I've started a new thing where um, I have to do online classes, and this is for for this particular episode. I'm going to explain all of that and give you more information on this thing. Now, last episode I was talking about visas, and I just gave a very basic overview as to the different kind of visas that you can obtain in Korea and what ones are easy and what ones are not not easy. And as I said before in that episode, the one that most foreigners um, want to get before getting like a citizenship here is the F27 visa, like the, the, well, the F2 visa, but the F27 visa in particular, which is like the point-based visa because that's the visa that will allow you to be able to do any kind of work that you want if you get it. Like there's no limitations. It's not tied to a company like the e-visas are. It's your own visa. You paid for it. You earned it. So you can have two, three, four jobs if you want to. I mean, technically, if you wanted to be an unemployed bum, I guess you can do that as well. But the next time you have to apply for the visa, it's not going to work out because you're going to get uh, one year's worth of no income coming in. So that might reduce your points overall. But the one of the things that they grade you on is your language ability. Um, so to be able to uh, get this visa, you have to have a certain amount of points for language ability. Now, it's very hard to prove language ability. And to be honest, there is a test that you could do like to engage in conversation with the people at immigration, but most of them are grumpy. And if they have to do that test, they probably will mark you down straight away um, just because they don't want to do it. So the easiest thing to do, um, but it's not the fastest, but the easiest thing to do is to enroll into the KIPP program. Now, KIPP uh, translates to Korean Integration and Immigration Programs, okay, IIP. And what it is, is basically a program that teaches you both language, um, Korean language and Korean culture uh, up to five levels. So you can integrate more successfully, uh, you know, within reason, within Korean society. And all, all countries have these kind of immigration uh, programs where if you want to live long term, um, do that, you pass a test you, and it will aid towards your visa application. Um, KIPP originally was originally mandated for 
I would say foreign wives, like foreign wives of Korean husbands, basically, like women who got pregnant, met up, got pregnant, and they're foreign, but they want their own visa or they want to do something if they're housewives or something. Um, they, they, they don't get offended or anything like that. That was the original like remit for this program. That's what it was for. It was for married women um, or women who are about to be married. So they want to integrate to Korean society, but they come from a different country, different culture, and they have no idea how to in, in, integrate. So that's what it was originally for. But then over time, people started to realize the usefulness of it. So it's not just um, wives anymore. It's students, it's workers who come over um, on long-term visas or people who just want to stay permanently and don't want to have like the same old job or something that they're more limited to. Because at least in my sense, um, it's easier for me to get a, a visa for language teaching because I I come from a country for with a coveted language. Whereas someone from Uzbekistan, for example, they're going to have few options to be able to do work here if they're not fluent in Korean. So that's what this program is for. So there are five levels. Excuse me a second. <coughs> there we go. Yeah, this is all live recording, ladies and gentlemen. No editing whatsoever. All the coughs are real. I think that's the first time that I've coughed in one of these recordings and I'm on the 23rd episode. This is ridiculous. I've done well, but I think a little bit of dust just went into my throat. Anyway, so there are technically five levels, but there there is a level zero as well. So the level zero is basically like uh, you have no idea about Korean whatsoever. I think it's like a 10 hour course or something where you are learning like how to read Hangul basically. And to be honest, there's no need to apply for that because you could learn Hangul by yourself in a day or two. If you, if you sat down over a weekend with a book to learn the script, you could learn it that easily because Korean is very phonetic and the, the, the letters are the same sound no, no matter where you put it in the work. So it's very, the script is very, very easy to learn. Um, so you can do that. Uh, level one and level two is is basic communication. So starting to learn words is very elementary, very like not easy, but like for for more basic understanding. Uh, level three and level four is for uh, getting a bit more intermediate into communication, understanding uh, everyday topics, being able to communicate on a more casual level, and also starting to learn more about um, the the cultural aspect of uh, Korea, like understanding the history, understanding family values, um, why the country is like it is, and things like that. And then level five, which is the last level, that's basically like, it's the advanced level, understanding Korean history, um, even learning things like the national anthem or the national uh, the f- national flower, why the flag is, why it is, um, uh, different uh, his- important dates, and general things like that. So there are five levels and. Uh, there's two ways you can work out how to get into your level. 
The first way is by doing a doing the topic examination. So the topic test is the test of proficiency in Korean, uh, where you can go from level one to level six. And there are two different exams. The first exam, topic one, uh, gives you either level one or level two. And then topic two is level four, uh, sorry, level three all the way to level six. Topic one is very easy in the sense that it's only reading and listening. Topic two is reading, listening, and also writing. At the moment, writing is my biggest weakness. Like you have to write an essay, a 500 word or 500 character essay in Korean for one of the writing questions. That's just one, there are four. I'm nowhere near that stage at the moment, but using your topic level, you could go into the equivalent uh, KIPP stage. So for example, if you got topic two, you can go into KIPP level three. Uh, the other way that you can do this is by doing the, uh, doing the, the pre-evaluation test just to see where you test into. Um, so there's a test where it's all the way from level one to level five to check your basic understanding. And then whatever your test results are, you get into the equivalent level. Um, so there is 48 questions that are reading. Uh, let's see, there's 48 questions? Yeah, 48 questions which are reading and then there's two written questions and then you've got a speaking test at the end. Now, I've been studying Korean for a long time. My reading, pretty okay. My understanding is very well, but my speaking is absolutely terrible. So I had this test uh, a few weeks back and I borderline bombed the speaking because I was so nervous and literally everyone who was in my room doing the speaking at the same time, these are all women, married women who are married to Koreans. So their speaking ability was just like, out of this world uh, compared to little old me. And my interaction in Korea at the moment, especially with Corona happening, is that I'm interacting only pretty much with foreigners or if I speak in Korean, it's through messenger, like I'm messaging my friends. I'm not actually like talking, talking, like speaking with my mouth with them. So my, I've never really been that confident with my speaking ability, I'm getting better but I wasn't that great. So I was literally like one point from them being like, okay, you are basic going to level zero. So I'm thankful for that, but I managed to, to go into level three. I was a little bit miffed, but at the same time I thought about it, I was like, you know what? My speaking is terrible. Like I can't justify trying to get a high score if my speaking ability is, is poor basically. So I did the test. Um, we all had to wear masks, don't worry, it was all safe, there was, there was hand gel, everyone was, was covered up, everything like that, or uh, uh, social distancing within the testing room, and this was before everything started to kick back up again here in Korea. So we did that, and after that, once you get your results, you then get, you can then apply for the course that you want to go into. So at the moment, it's just finished now, but it's split into three terms from when you can do your classes. So 
level one, level two, level three, level four, they're all a hundred hour courses. And you have to try, you have to complete those 100 hours before you can actually do the final test at the end of the semester. So the once you go into the website like uh, to see the timetable, once that timetable has opened up for the test for the for the classes, you look through. Uh, well, originally you look through, see what was nearby you to do and then what hours you can and cannot do. Uh, for me, because of my work, um, I'm working in, outside of the city. So I'm literally gone 12 hours a day. I can only do the weekends. And luckily enough, there was one course that was opened up that was uh, every Saturday and Sunday. And I thought, thank the Lord, I can do this. And even better, uh, Luckily, again, there are good and bad points about this this whole situation, but because of Corona, it is all online. So we're not going to uh, the location. I'm actually staying at home and studying with my computer. So this is why I'm having this new setup with like a cooling fan, because the program that they use for the web client for studying it, for some reason, it runs really hot. So when I was doing a testing, each time it just switched off, switched off, switched off. It was really frustrating. So, and also my internet's been really bad at the moment because of the rains that we've been having as well. So I have to use my uh, land cable, which <laughs> I haven't used in yonks. Um, and I had to get like a LAN extender because this laptop that I'm using does not have the, the socket for LAN either. So I had to get that, had to get a cooling fan, uh, I had to get a, a longer LAN cable to stretch out to my desk, but the setup was really sweet. And honestly, sitting down, having these classes, I felt like in two days, I felt I, I, I learned a lot. Like the teacher, she's really nice. She was really kind, very encouraging to, in terms of like encouraging people to talk, to speak up. And I felt myself at the beginning, I was just like a little bit, I think I was upset because of the news of uh, Chadwick Boseman, uh, rest in peace, sir. Um, so at the beginning, I was just, I felt like I was being a little bit victimized because there were a lot more uh, East, Southeast Asians in the the group so they were getting called on a lot more but then afterwards after we had like our 20 minute break i sat there thinking would well, you know what this woman doesn't really know me let me just do my best and just volunteer and just speak up a lot more and then i realized it was just all in my head she's really sweet and my my reading ability my speaking ability you know i as i wrote uh, raised my hand on the system a lot more then you know she called she, she called me out she helped with my pronunciation and she's helping everyone with their pronunciation and it's just a really cool deal so i have to do this for 100 hours so this is pretty much my weekends for up until december basically this this is what uh, well not including chisok but this is what i have to do up until december so it's 4 hours uh, one o'clock to five o'clock in the afternoon, Saturday and Sunday. Now, 
once things calm down with uh, coronavirus, then it's going to have to go back to being offline. But at least for this semester, it is online only. And that's sweet. I'm happy with that because it just means I just stay home, stay away from people, have my computer, sit, do the class. Um, I still speak up. I'm still interacting. Um, and actually also it helps with my typing ability because I'm now uh, like asking questions, my typing on uh, on the chat, and just in general just getting better. And, and better in different things, getting better with my reading, getting better at, at my speaking. Um, I just need to have a bit more faith in my listening when it comes to testing things and just to be, be a lot more, you know, realize that, yes, I should be better, but I'm not because a lot of the, t- for five years now, I've been, oh, that's, that, that's a lie for, three years now I've been self-studying and I, I do not do well with self-studying. I do better in a class environment. So it's been just, just these two lessons has been a, a bit of a game changer anyway. And so after this recording, I'm actually going to do uh, finish off the homework that I was assigned to assigned to do because honestly, I have no time during the week. I've got so much classes to do. And a new semester, of course, in my academy starts in September as well. So that's a joy. And those classes also are online as well. So there's no rest for the wicked. I'm, I'm, I'm not seeing anyone. I'm not communicating with anyone for the best part of, well, who knows, maybe a month. Now we'll we'll see if if cases calm down, then that's that. But at least for now, it's all online. So with this, once you complete each level, you can get the equivalent point to go towards your visa application. So if you do KIP uh, level one, or you got your topic level one, you get three points. If you do KIP level two, uh, topic level two, five points, basic communication. Uh, KIP level three, Topic level three, 10 points. Keep level four, uh, topic level four, 15 points. And then keep level, uh, level five, topic level five is 20 points. Like you complete those, you get that. And then uh, another thing is that if you do, if you complete the program anyway, you get a bonus 10 points. So by doing the whole thing, and completing it, you can get 30 points to go towards your visa, which is a lot considering that you need uh, 80 points to be able to qualify for the F27 visa. So if you, that that's that's 30 of those 80 points done. That's nearly, a, that's just about over a third of your points just from doing this one program, which is fantastic. Um, I kind of wished I started it a little bit earlier, but you know, there's a time and place for everything. Uh, so the program in of itself, it's most, it's especially for my level anyway, it's mostly studying the, the language just improving, especially my verbs and my nouns let me down as well. It's my knowledge of nouns. I don't know enough in terms of nouns. So I was doing a lot of note taking during the lessons. Um, improving in my confidence in my speaking ability and just understanding, you know, basic elements of Korean culture because there's still some things that I don't know and 
I was learning today, like I, I was understanding and, and actually it's great because essentially it's eight hours of nonstop Korean. So I'm listening to Korean for eight hours every single week. And I feel like that kind of immersion certainly helps in language. Like I listen to K-pop, yeah, but I'm listening to like one or two songs and I have no context. I have no understanding. Nothing's being explained to me. And then at the same time, I'm not, you know, reacting um, to the songs or, or the, the words being said in the songs. Um, uh, well, reacting in a way that I'm not learning anything. But at least here, with these eight hours of immersion, I'm being told to improve my pronunciation. I'm being asked questions. I'm reading a lot more. I'm practicing reading like by myself it's great and it really is but then i've i've heard also at the same time that other classes don't really do that well like some of the teachers they don't really encourage speaking or anything like that it's just rattling off the um the book and just trying to complete it so i guess again i lucked out so i'm very lucky and very grateful so i'm thankful for this opportunity to be able to study and just to be able to work hard. So wish me luck guys. That's going to be my life for the next three months. <laughs> of course, I'm still going to be bringing you my podcast and my videos and all of that, but that's just an, an extra thing on my list that I can just check off and say, well, I'm doing this as well. <laughs> I'm a busy bee, but it's all for a good cause and it's all working towards something that I really want to do. So I just got to keep at it. Anyway, guys, uh, I hope that this was really useful for you. If you want to find out more about visas and things like that, I really would suggest to go on Facebook and search for Visa in Korea. They have all the information in Korean and in English about the different visas that you can obtain here in Korea, as well as a very comprehensive breakdown of the levels and the points for the F27 visa. Um, but also, if you just want to check it out in general, you can go on kiptest.org or socialnet dot.co.kr. Uh, uh, in terms of this podcast, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you found it interesting and not just me waffling about something that I found interesting and you're going, what on earth is she talking about? But at the same time, there's got to be a couple of people out there who are like, oh, okay, maybe this is something that you want to do in the future. If it is, at least now you know, at least now you're prepared. Ah, one thing before I forget, if you want to do the kit program, even though it's online, at least now, obviously you have to be in Korea to do it. You can't do it um, overseas. You can't do it abroad. And even if you aren't enrolled and you go on holiday, you have to be in Korea to do it. Um, so you, there's no escaping. <laughs> there's no escaping. You have to do I, I know that, that seems silly, but a lot of people have asked, like, uh, if I'm doing it online, can I do it abroad? No, they have really strict rules about that. So there you go. Anyway, let me finish wrapping up. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. If you have any questions, or just want to reach out to me. I'm available on Twitter and on Instagram at Soul Nessie. I'm available on Facebook and on YouTube, uh, Soul to Soul. Do check out my YouTube channel. I, I keep trying to add more stuff on there. And I'm probably going to be looking to do something else in the future. I don't know. 
I need to converse with some more of my friends about that just to see because there is a there's a little bit of movement happening over here and it involves something that I enjoy a lot but I really don't have the time to do it anymore but we shall see okay well as always thanks so much for listening and I'll catch you on the on the flip side oh I am tired <laughs> bye soul fam catch you slaters And if you liked that episode of Soul to Soul, why not subscribe and follow this podcast on whatever streaming service you were using to listen. I'll see you in the next episode. Slaters.